how do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. What is up, everybody? It is Ryan here with the Scale Up Show. Today, we are going to go over the single biggest mistake stopping you from acquiring new clients. And this came up in a conversation uh, that I had during a podcast interview, actually, with with a founder that I interviewed. I'm not going to say who it was, but they said, actually, no, I can bring it up. It's on the podcast. Uh, Cindy Joseph, who specializes in AI. She has an AI solution for financial services, basically has five AI patents. If you haven't checked it out, she's a technical founder that had really not a lot of business experience and actually was able to sell an enterprise product, uh, which is absolutely amazing. So one of the things that she mentioned, I'm like, I got to make an episode about this because I've heard it come up so many times and we've absolutely crushed it in the past. So the biggest mistake is that when you're trying to close a big deal or you're trying to even medium sized deal, you're trying you're trying to get a revenue, a large revenue ad done with a new client. And the number one thing that she said she was running into was that, you know, basically the customer not doing anything. <laughs> you know, she's like, they're not pushing for innovation. They're not looking to make changes and, and they'll just rather do nothing than implement our solution. And so there's a, there's a deep psychological reason for that. And it's fear. And the number one fear that they have if they make a, a wrong decision at a big organization is that they will get fired. So that's one of them. Fear is, is part of it. The other, so that's, that's you know, based on a survival instinct, one of the biggest decisions that people make in their life is around their job and their career. And a lot of times when organizations uh, are, or I should say somebody works at a large organization or a bigger company and has a big decision to make. Their natural inclination is to not do anything because they're not going to get fired. In most cases, uh, they're not going to get uh, it's not going to be a big detriment to them. And so they're looking at more the downside as opposed to the upside and the value that are been for the business. And so fear is, is one of the, the top areas. The second and this goes back to your your monkey mind, your brain is effort. Right. So on average, 20 percent of your calories are basically used just for thinking, right? Just for thinking. And if you look at the brain, there's there's three core components that it looks for. How to avoid uh, pain, how to go towards pleasure, and how to conserve energy. And so it hits on that number three, how to conserve energy. And so what happens is, you know, people will just be like, it seems like a lot of work. Um, I'm afraid I'm gonna get fired. They won't tell you that, but that's what they're thinking. And so here's how to overcome it. And once we broke it down, this broke down this systematically, uh, I started to, to see really, really good results. So I wanted to share it with you today. So you're going to want to take a pen and write this down. So with that, I think the number one thing that, that most people focus on are the benefits to the organization and the outcomes for the organization. And sometimes if you're really savvy, people focus on the outcomes for the shareholders, right? They'll go one level above. However, one of the things that I see most commonly missed is that they don't focus on the outcomes of the individual. And what I mean by that is basically understanding truly how that person is evaluated in their job function and in getting them to verbalize that to you. So for example, uh, and I, I've used this before, but 
we were working with a senior director of supply chain at a Fortune 50 organization. And that person was highly, highly focused and interested on getting promoted. However, he had responsibility for $50 million in annual cost savings. And so one of the things that we kept doing is aligning it back to that KPI or key performance indicator that he had where he had to save that $50 million annually. And in terms of doing that, that would improve his chances of getting promoted. He would also get a financial bonus. And and so basically it's the reverse of the job security. So instead of him having him look at the negative downside constantly of like, well, what if we don't do this, this is easier. I don't have to do anything. There's risk in that. I could lose my job. So we shifted his focus on, okay, if I do this, I could get promoted. I could get my bonus. And we kept harping on that throughout the process. Okay. So that's one aspect. The other, the other thing is to truly understand, okay. So outside of the corporate life, what will it mean to him personally? So after that, you know, let's say that that happens, they get the promotion, they get the raise. Well, what does that do for their life outside of work? And this, this is where the juice is that a lot of people walk by. What, what does that do for their life outside of work? Do you, are you able to, what would you, what are you going to do with the extra money? What are you going to do with the extra prestige? And you'll, you'll find a lot of things like people want to take care of their family. Um, they could buy, they might want to buy a extra house or they might want to take care of a, a parent that's older or sick, uh, a lot of different things will come up. You'd be surprised how much people will share with you if you just take the time to understand why that's really fueling them or why that's important to them. And here's the, the weird thing is like sometimes the person isn't going to be really that motivated. And so what you have to do, they might just be there existing. What you have to do are find the people in the organization that are. And and, and I could go so much deep. I could spend hours and hours talking about this. But basically... If you look at an organization where they're going to make a, a big purchase, usually it's over $40,000 or more. This starts to happen. More and more people get involved and it starts to become almost like a football team, right? Where there's 11 players, let's say on the offensive side of the ball, the offensive linemen have to block. The running back has to either block for the quarterback, run the ball, pass protect. Um, and then you have the receivers that have to go run their routes. And so basically all these different players need to orchestrate their specific job. And then what happens is the quarterback throws a pass to a wide receiver. He runs 90 yards for a touchdown. It just looks like the wide receivers are stud. Organizations make decisions the same way. You know, then you'll have, so basically you'll have supply chain and their goal is to get the best contract terms and the best pricing structures. You have the operations department who will probably be focused on making sure that it creates the best outcomes for their customers and while making it easier, right? It's not more effort. And then you have uh, internal support, right? That could be with an IT. They want to make sure that this project isn't going to take up too many man hours. And so what will start to happen is you'll orchestrate and understand the individual importance of every individual, ideally their KPIs, like how they're evaluated. But then what's, what's the outcome that they need to happen for their job and then connect it personally, Right. So KPIs, individual outcome, job, and then at home. Right. So so those are the buckets. So think of it from macro to micro. You focus on, okay, what are the outcome that you're going to get for the shareholders? What are the outcomes you're going to get for the C-level and the decision maker? And then what are the outcomes you're going to get for each individual? 
right? Not just at a logical level with, with how they how they get promoted or demoted, but then emotionally, what will that outcome create for them, their family, and their life? So hope this was helpful for you today. I wanted to share it because, like I said, a lot of organizations that I see walk right by this, and this is where the juice is. This is this is what what happens um, or what creates deals to happen because logic is how decisions are justified and emotion is what creates action. So wanted to share this with you today. Let me know if you like that. Please share it on social and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for checking out the scale up show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.